What goes in comes out, despite what you think, it may, or you, what you may think, it's not about food and it's not about bathrooms. So um, we're going to jump right in and turn to our main source text at Luke 6. I'm going to read from verses 44 and 45. For, <clears throat> for each tree is known by its own fruit. For men do not gather figs from thorns, nor do they pick grapes from a briar bush. The good man, out of the good treasure of his heart, brings forth what is good. And the evil man, out of the evil treasure, brings forth what is evil. For his mouth speaks from that which fills his heart. I use, like to use a lot of scripture. Recording uh, in progress. We're recording, so that's good. Um, the scripture, I think, carries a lot more weight than I do, so that's why I tend to use a lot more scripture, and I'll do a little bit of commentary in between, and I'm going to do a lot of reading from my notes because I haven't memorized them, so if you're looking down, that's why. First, let me explain why I wanted to speak on this topic. The first is for myself. I need the reminder in my own life to help ensure that I am putting goodness into me. Also, it is to encourage others who are in and of the faith. If we turn to Hebrews 10, verses 23 and 25, excuse me, 23 through 25, we read, Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how to stimulate one another to love and good deeds, not forsaking our own assembling together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day drawing near. So I want to encourage other believers, as well as encourage myself, but also to help us to remain diligent and to persevere, as it says in 1 Timothy 4. Take me a little bit to get there. Paul, <clears throat> Paul exhorts Timothy to remain in the scriptures and continue to develop himself. He says, Prescribe and teach these things. Let no one look down on your youthfulness, but rather in speech, conduct love, faith, and purity. Show yourself an example of those who believe. Until I come... Give attention to the public reading, to exhortation and teaching. Do not neglect the spiritual gift within you, which was granted to you through words of prophecy, with the laying on of hands by the counsel of the elders. Take pains with these things. Be absorbed in them, so that your progress will be evident to all. Pay close attention to yourself and to the teaching. Persevere in these things. For as you do this, you will save both yourself and those who hear you. So, as an encouragement, but also as, um, as I said, to remain diligent and to persevere. In the age we live in, we have unprecedented, unprecedented access and innumerable ways to spend and waste our time. We can successfully fill our days, weeks, maybe even months with doing something 
but maybe not even actually accomplishing anything. I created a list of several things that can be distractions from filling our hearts and minds with that which is true, honorable, right, pure, lovely, commendable, excellent, and worthy of praise, as it is written in Philippians 4, 8-9. This list includes, it's not exclusive, movies and TVs, books, games, computers, media, social media, work, physical fitness, health, sports, stats, research, friends, family, food, and music. These things by themselves are not wrong or evil. In Ecclesiastes 3, Solomon tells us that there is a time for everything, that we should eat, drink, and enjoy the labors of our hands. But at the end of this book, in chapter 12, he reminds us that we need to remember that God will judge every act, good or evil, seen or hidden. When these types of things that are pulled from my list pull us away from our pursuit of God and our pursuit of holiness, that is when there is a problem. When these types of things that influence our words, our thoughts, and our actions, that is when there is a problem. When we choose to put these types of things before living right with God, we will be stained. Should I turn to Proverbs 6 with me, please? Proverbs six twenty seven to 28. Can a man take fire in his bosom and his clothes not be burned? Or can a man walk on hot coals and his feet not be scorched? Being in this world, living in this world, will mark us and stain us. Paul reminds us in Romans 12, to not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And the Master spoke to his disciples in John 17, 14 to 19. He says, I have given them your word, and the word has hated them, because they are not of the world, even as, even as I am not of the world. I do not ask you to take them out of the world, but to keep them from the evil one. They are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. Sanctify them in truth. Make sure I'm not reading past. Sanctify them in truth. Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, I have sent them into the world. For their sakes I sanctify myself, that they themselves may be also sanctified in truth. We all know that phrase, right? Be in the world, but not of it. Meaning that while we are here, we are not to be stained and marked by the evils of the world. But sometimes, sometimes we forget that we are also sent into the world as ambassadors for the Lord. We can't be ambassadors, though, if we don't represent the interests of our king. If we look back at our source text, you don't have to turn there unless you want to, Luke six forty four to 45 we see that when we fill our hearts and minds with the things of the world, we, think to, we start to think, speak, and act like the world. Right? For fruit is known from its tree, and, good, and the good treasure comes out of good people, and bad treasure comes out of bad. And looking back at Proverbs, we see that it, fire burns, 
right? You can't walk on hot coals and not be scorched. So if you're in this world and living in it and embracing that, you're going to be marked by it. The Bible clearly tells us that the things that we make important will spill out of us and leave us marked for better or for worse. So what happens if we start looking like the world? Well, we become unsalty. We become a lamp that is hidden. We become weak in our faith. But in Isaiah verses 40, verse, chapter 40, verse 31, he reminds us to find our strength in the Lord. Those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. So if we become weak, or to avoid becoming weak, rather, we need to turn and put our faith in the Lord. Another thing is that we can actually fall away. If we turn to Hebrews, chapter 3, we are warned that we can fall away. Hebrews 3, 12 through 15. If you're not there yet, keep turning because we have another Hebrews passage coming up. Hebrews 3, 12 through 15 says, Take care, brethren, that there not be any one of you an evil... Let me start over. Take care, brethren, that there not be in any one of you an evil, unbelieving heart that falls away from the living God. But encourage, but encourage one another day after day as long, it is still, as long as it is still called today, so that none of you will be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. For we have become partakers of Christ if we hold fast the beginning of our assurance until the firm end. While it is said, Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as when they provoked me. And we're going to look at Hebrews 6 also, 6, 7 through 11. For the ground that drinks the rain which often falls on it and brings forth vegetation useful to, to those for whose sake it is tilled receives a blessing from God. But if it yields thorns and thistles, it is worthless and close to being cursed and ends up being burned. But beloved, we are convinced of, of better things concerning you and things that accompany salvation, though we are speaking in this way. For God is not unjust so as to forget your work and the love which you have shown toward his name in having ministered and, is, and in still ministering to the saint. And we desire that each one of you show the same diligence as to realize the full assurance of hope until the end. We are called to be different, to be separate from this world. In Leviticus, when God is instructing his people, he says the phrase, Be holy because I am the Lord your God. And it appears no less than five times. There's other variations of it that make it more than five. If we turn to 1 Peter, First Peter 1, verses 13 to 16. It says, Therefore, prepare your minds for action. Keep sober in spirit. Fix your hope completely on the grace to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. As obedient children, do not be conformed to the former lusts which were yours in ignorance. But like the Holy One who called you, be holy yourselves also in all your behavior. Because it is written, you shall be holy, for I am holy. James 1.17 reminds us that religion 
religion that our God accepts is pure and faultless. And it is this, to look after orphans and widows in their distress, we all know that, and to keep one's self from being polluted by the world. We're called to be different and separate. Ephesians 5, 20, Ephesians 5, 25 to 27, tells us that as a bride, as we, the church, and his, uh, his, um, his bride, he sacrificed himself to make us a radiant church without stain or wrinkle or any other blemish, but holy and blameless. We all know that the evil of this world contaminates us by what we put in or by what we allow to come into our lives. We all know that we are called to be holy. We all know that we should look different to the world. But what does this look like? How do we put good fruit in so that good fruit comes out? What better way is there than to meditate on the law day and night? As it says in Psalm 1, the one who meditates on the law day and night will be like a tree planted by streams of water which yield its fruit in its season. Its leaf does not wither, and in whatever he does, he prospers. Proverbs 1 tells us that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. So we ask, we seek, and we knock for his knowledge and his wisdom. Deuteronomy Deuteronomy 4.29 says, When you seek the Lord, you will find him if you search with all your heart and with all your soul. When we're in temptation, we should pray. But we should also pray that we we would not be led into temptation. We pray for an escape. Hebrews 2 tells us, For since he himself was tempted in that which he has suffered, he is able to come to the aid of those who are tempted. We seek his wisdom, and we stay away from evil. To turn to Proverbs 4. Proverbs 4, verses 10 through 15. Hear, my son, and accept my sayings, and the years of your life will be many. I have directed you in the way of wisdom. I have led you in upright paths. When you walk, your steps will not be impeded. And if you run, you will not stumble. Take hold of instruction and do not let go. Guard her, for she is your life. Do not enter the path of the wicked, and do not proceed in the way of evil men. Avoid it. Do not pass by it. Turn away from it and pass on. Or just stay away. Stay away from evil. Avoid it completely. So we know that what we put into us comes out, right? Whatever we put in. Right? Songs, movie quotes, martial arts, those things just pop into our heads or bodies as a response to, to, um, to stimuli. Well, how about some ways we can put in holiness and goodness? Reading the Word, starting the day off, even with a short psalm, listening to the Word while driving or getting ready for the day. There's many ways that we can listen to it, even if we can't read it. God-focused songs and music, prayer, meditation, listening or re-listening to sermons and devotions. This morning, as I was thinking through this, a song came into my mind. 
For those who grew up in the church in Sunday school, you might recognize this one. Oh, be careful, little eyes. The song encourages us to be careful, little eyes, what you see. Be careful, little ears, what you hear. Be careful, little tongue, what you say. Be careful, little hands, what you do. Be careful, little feet, where you go. Be careful, little heart, whom you trust. Be careful, little mind, what you think. Why is, it, why is the song encouraging us to do that, especially as children? The reason is a simple one. The things we say, do, and uh, act have an effect on us. Let's turn to Matthew 12. This is Matthew's version of the same Luke passage. And Matthew adds a little bit more to his. It's going to be Matthew 12, 33 through 37. Either, the tree, either make the tree good and its fruit good, or make the tree and its fruit bad. For the tree is known by its fruit. You brood of vipers, how can you, being evil, speak what is good? For the mouth speaks out of that which, the heart, which fills the heart. The good man brings out of his good treasure what is good, and the evil man brings out of his evil treasure what is evil. But I tell you that every careless word that people speak, they shall give an accounting for it in the day of judgment. For by your words you will be justified, and your words condemned. The things we allow our brains to focus on, the things we spend our time doing, the people we surround ourselves with, Every single one of them will leave a mark. What kind of mark or marks do we bear? The marks of this world or the marks of our Savior Jesus? What kind of fruit are we producing? Good fruit? Bad fruit? Where is our treasure? Where is our hope? In this world? or in the world to come. Let's pray. Father, we ask that you would take our hearts and turn them towards you.